present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week at the Regent Theatre in Ipswich, the fine county town of Suffolk. <laughs> Thanks to sea trade with Europe, Ipswich flourished during the Middle Ages, having close ties with Antwerp, later twinned with Dectwerp. Ipswich is a major centre for the manufacture of agricultural machinery. Here is produced equipment essential to farmers' needs, such as the revolving reel combine harvester, which separates grain from straw to ensure an efficient harvest, and the gear-driven half-spinner, which turns intruders around to ensure they're not inadvertently shot in the back. <laughs> Just along the coast is a village of... Just along the coast is the village of Orford, famous for its ancient smokehouses. Recent experiments with different types of wood produced a variety of smokes, with the result that the nuns at nearby Orford Convent celebrated seven new popes in one afternoon. <laughs> it which houses the court where Mrs. Wallace Simpson obtained her divorce prior to marrying the Duke of Windsor. However, Wallace kept her married surname, preferring not to go back to her maiden name of Anne Gromit. <laughs> However, not all names from the past are so easily confused with amusing comic characters. <laughs> Let's meet the teens. <laughs> they are on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jeremy Hardy. And preparing to score on the desk next to me, please welcome the ever-delightful Samantha. Okay, we start with an educational round about the English language. There's often confusion regarding the exact definition of apparently similar terms. For example, the words habitable and livable are not interchangeable. Habitable describes a property which, although not necessarily fully equipped, is technically capable of being occupied, whereas livable is where the scousers come from. <laughs> <laughs> However... However, words are constantly changing their meanings, and I'd like the teams to share with us any new definitions they may have spotted recently. By the way, teams, I don't want to hear any shameless plugging of your recently published Uxbridge English Dictionary, even though it is a fine read for all fans of new definitions, <laughs> and currently flying off the shelves at the bargain price of $7.99. <laughs> Barry, would you care to start, please? Ivy. Roman for four. Graham uh, Cloister A pretentious clam <laughs> Tim Labour Tory <laughs> Jeremy 
Hamas, what Geordies use to bang nails in. <laughs> Megawatt. Pardon? <laughs> Liability. Political skill. <laughs> Cashew, nut that makes you sneeze. <laughs> Pistachio. <laughs> I won't bother finishing that. Marmalade, the cry of a newborn chick. <laughs> Receptacle, a playful welcome from the lady at the front desk. <laughs> Dukedom, aristocratic birth control aid. <laughs> Pancreas, a gland located next to King's Cross. <laughs> Concurrent, an object that looks like a raisin, but isn't. Filofax, pastry so thin you can send it by telephone. Comatose, what a beautician does to a lady with a lot of unwanted hair. <laughs> Propaganda, a good look. Tinker, an Irish philosopher. <laughs> Dubai, oh. Debbie from Birmingham. Florida, more red in the face. <laughs> Platypus, give your cat pigtails. <laughs> Tally-ho, a loose woman who keeps count. <laughs> Worth waiting for. The teams are going to sing for us now. And that's in the round for one song to the tune of another, where the teams are given the words of one song to be sung to the tune of another. Piano accompaniment for the songs will be provided by Colin Sell. In fact, Colin puts in so much practice he must know these tunes backwards. <laughs> Certainly sounds like it. <laughs> Barry, we'll start with you. Would you please sing the words of You've Lost That Loving Feeling by the Righteous Brothers to the tune of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips and there's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it, baby, but baby, baby, I know it. You've lost that loving feeling, ooh, that loving feeling. <laughs> You've lost that loving feeling Now it's gone, 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 woo Now there's no welcome look In your eyes when I reach for You and now you're starting to Criticise little things I do It makes you just feel like crying, baby
you now, Jeremy. <laughs> Would you please sing the words of Move Closer by Phyllis Nelson to the tune of Kumranda? And we're together, touching each other, and our bodies do what we feel. When we're dancing, smooching and swaying, tender love songs softly playing. Move closer, move closer, move your body real close, real close, until we feel like we're really making. Okay, your turn, Tim. Would you please sing the words of Who Let the Dogs Out to the tune of the Toreador's March? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. Who let the dogs out? Well, the party was on the ice. The party was pumping. I-E-P-I-I-O. And finally, Graham, would you please sing the words of Captain Beaky to the tune of Charles Aznavour's lovely song, She. <laughs> the bravest animals in the land are Captain Beaky and his band. That's Timmy Toad, Reckless, Ratatful, Owland, Batty Boy. March through the woodlands singing songs that's how they write it wrongs once he sees seed an evil snake kept the woodland folk away in fear and trembling every night in case he gave someone a bite said that the owl will lie in wait and one of us will be the bait said Captain Beaky have no fear for I alone will volunteer Make it me, say the reckless rat. I'll stand there in my reckless rat. We have a new round now called Spelling Bee. Spelling contests have long been popular in the United States, and thanks to recent films and TV shows, they're now catching on over here. There's even a new TV series hosted by Eamon Holmes, who I have to say has really grown into the job. <laughs> anyway, we're going to enjoy our own spelling bee now. The name is self-explanatory, so off we go. Barry, I'd like you to spell... B. Ooh, um... B, E, E. Graham, would you please spell <laughs> B? B E E. Tim, I'd like you please. I'd like you please to spell the word B. B E E. And finally, Jeremy. Would you spell B, too? Um, could I have a sentence with the word B in it? 
Look, a bee. <laughs> B E E. Well, we've all had a lot of fun spelling B. I hope you enjoyed it at home. <laughs> if this catches on, we may well expand the game to include other words. Let's move swiftly on. House buying is all the range on television these days and never once to miss a trend. The teams are now going to bring it to radio. In the round, the teams will take it in turns to be estate agents like Phil and Kirsty off the telly. <laughs> the estate agent's job is to take a couple of prospective buyers around a property and convince them that it meets all their requirements. Right. Barry and Graham, you can start this one. I'd like you to assume the role of the estate agents while Tim and Jeremy are the buyers. Off you go. Well, here we are. I think this is probably what you're looking for. What were you looking for, exactly? Well, well sort of... Um, rural Edgel, rural, really. Yeah, miles, miles, miles away. Miles away, yeah. yes. yes. Sort of yeah. cottages, sort of? Cottage. cottage, cottage. Yeah. Rural cottage, yeah. Rural cottage, yes. Well, this you'd probably like, this uh, <coughs> penthouse cottage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where is that? In Hackney, in East in Hackney. Hackney. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's very qu- a very rural part of Hackney. Marshes. Think right. marshes. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, there doesn't seem to be any glass in any of, any of the windows at all. Well, no, this is another good thing. It's only a stone's throw from the nearest school. Are there uh, any toilets? Um, the toilets, uh, I think... On all floors. On all floors. <laughs> Strictly speaking, it's a lift, but it um, <laughs> does visit all floors eventually. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Would there be room for a potential for a roof terrace? Yeah, but there's potential for a roof. You <laughs> uh, can start from the ground up with this property. Yeah. Right, so is there any problem with rising damp at all? Uh, no, you're lucky there. It's, it's falling damp. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's nearly reached the ground. Well, we're actually well, quite keen on rural, yeah, rural country sports. Yeah, country sports. Yes, know. yes. Mm. Well, 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 of what? Well, shooting. Shoot, shoot, oh, yes, plenty. Plenty of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, all the time. Dogs. Dogs, dogs yes. yes. We're, what? We're, we're, we're animal lovers, aren't we? Uh, well, they're yeah. very broad-minded in this part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the original moulding? Uh, uh, which? The... Uh, the blue hairy the stuff. Blue... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the green is the original. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> blue hairy stuff's just... You can bit... grow your own as well. Yeah. <laughs> is, there a, is there a local family butcher? Uh, that's, uh, funnily enough, how the flat came to be vacant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm entirely sure it is what we're looking for. No, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Thank you. All right. Nice of you to come. Okay, your turn to be the estate agents this time, Tim and Jeremy, and you, Barry and Graham, will be the potential buyers. Good morning. Good morning. What exactly were you looking for? Well, it's sort of pied-à-terre, really, yes, something pretty course. central. Something fairly small, but uh, central in, in town. Yes, right yeah. in town. Right yeah. in the middle of Southwold, is it? Uh, <laughs> well, we were, we, were, we were thinking more, slightly closer to London than Southwold, but... Well, uh, there's sort of a London oh. marina area. Oh, really, it's yes. sort of coastal London. Coastal uh, London. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, think, 
yes. we think we think you we think you you like it very much. Is yes. it very very good for trains? Yes. Not very good for stations, uh, but no. a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of trains. Sometimes they'll come right off the track and straight to your door. <laughs> We were looking at something lofty, you know, sort of wharf loft conversion, yes. that sort of thing. Well, it is, it is it converted. Is, yeah. Catholics aren't allowed in this part of Suffolk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there are original features in Suffolk, because most people marry close relatives. Um, <laughs> it's a little more countrified than we had in mind. Yeah, well, yeah, I because... think you'll enjoy it. There's the lovely big wicker man that's being built just down the road. <laughs> Yeah. Because, well, I don't know about this countryside thing because we're both wheat intolerant. Well, there everyone's intolerant around here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> almost, almost nothing is tolerated. I, I think we'll think about it, won't we? We, we will. We'll go, not go for long, long but think we'll think. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Radio 4 is constantly striving to improve its services to listeners. For example, during the recent election campaign, World at One was allocated an extra half hour to provide extended coverage of their technical difficulties. <laughs> so, before the show, we asked our studio audience what single change might best improve Radio 4. And the result is now available. 3% pressed A, a live audience version of quote-unquote... 4% pressed button B and got their money back. 2% thought the answer was C, delete as applicable. While the remaining 91% pressed button D, more trails. So teams, I'd like you to assume the role of Radio 4 continuity announcers. Your job is to take it in turns to introduce new programs whose makers have spent more time on the title than they have on the content. And will you start these, Graham? Handy hints are in the offing here on Radio 4. If you're one of those people who find you are unable to clean your carpets, then you can learn how to sew them all together to make one enormous carpet. That's coming next in If You Can't Beat Them, Join Them. <laughs> Later today on Radio 4, a satirical look at public hangings in the Noose Quiz. <laughs> After news at 1.30, we look back to 1964 when a gale swept through London Zoo and blew the doors off the insect house. That's after the news, your flies are open. <laughs> This afternoon's play is based on the diary of a knit nurse. That's lice work if you can get it. <laughs> Later on Radio 4, an amusing look at author Joanna Trollope's motor insurance claims history in Crash Bang Trollope. <laughs> Nine o'clock, Radio 4's archive hour interviews some of the bomber crews from the Second World War who used to dedicate their bombs to members of their families. The archive hour, drop them for your uncle. <laughs> and tomorrow we have a report on how female shift workers are being denied time to breastfeed their babies. That's never give a suckler an evening break. <laughs> 
Next on Radio 4, a new dating game for necrophiliacs. Dale Winton introduces Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> I keep saying okay all the time. It gives an entirely false impression. <laughs> in our next round, the teams will take us back to the golden age of correspondence, as in this modern electronic age, proper letter writing has all but died out. With email and the like, we've lost the joy of opening a crisp envelope with a letter knife and the expectant delight at sliding out the two halves of a postal order. <laughs> So, in an effort to reverse the decline in letter writing, I'd like you teams to construct a series of correspondence between certain famous people from the past. Barry and Graham will start by composing a letter from Sir Walter Raleigh to Elizabeth I, and then Tim and Jeremy will come up with the reply, and so on, and so on, and so on. <laughs> However, the challenge is that the letters must be constructed by each panellist, alternating one word at a time. When I honk my horn... It's the end of the correspondence. Off you go, Barry and Graham. Dear. Who's who? <laughs> Where Raleigh? Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two dears, no idea. Dear Liz. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, it's very affectionate. So we started. Very dear, dear. Fritz. How are you? I. Am very happy here in America, where the natives have granted me the potato <laughs> for <laughs> the occasion of your birthday, which I understand <laughs> is next Tuesday. <laughs> so, here, Liz is my potato <laughs> if Tuesday is indeed <laughs> convenient. P.S. <laughs> I have also enclosed a packet <laughs> of Twenty filter tips, <laughs> which I hope you will enjoy with a loving kiss. Wall. Dear Raleigh, you say. Potato, but I say potato. Potato, 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 potato. Let's thing off. We enjoy very much the chips which we ate last Friday. My husband. <laughs> Hello. Doesn't marry me, but sleeps with the underpants <laughs> on his head. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Shakespeare said he'd come to the birthday of my old sister, <laughs> who is in Scotland, <laughs> where she has a very nice piece of <laughs> taste trouser. <laughs> I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to squeeze in a round of menswear department songbook. Samantha has to nip off now as she's on a training program for her new job in Burton's. This evening it's footwear, and the manager has promised to explain shoe sizes and slipper lengths in the sock room. So while she's away enjoying that, teams, I'd like you please to suggest song titles guaranteed to delight an audience drawn from the menswear trade. Graham, will you start, please? Can't buy me glove. <laughs> Barry. Zippy or doodah. <laughs> I like driving in my car, Diggum. Jeremy. He wore a teeny weeny itsy bitsy yellow polka dot tie. <laughs> yes, sir, that's my Burberry. <laughs> In a discreet cubicle at the back, somebody is trying on super camouflage elastic exami issue blouses. <laughs> Put your sweatshirt a little closer to the phone. <laughs> glove is all around. <laughs> Let there be glove. <laughs> glove me tender. <laughs> Silly glove songs. <clears throat> the theme from Glove Story. <laughs> How deep is your glove? Once I had a secret glove. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, as the housewife of time adjusts her lipstick in the mirror of destiny, and the cyclist of fate disappears under her speeding four by four. It's time to end the show. So from myself, Samantha, the teams, and the fine folk of Ipswich, it's goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Jeremy Hardy, and Tim Brooke Taylor will be given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith.
Clue will be back at the same time next Monday and you can hear this edition again on Sunday just after midday. And as Humph shamelessly plugged it earlier on, the Uxbridge English Dictionary, that's the best of the new definitions round, is available in the shops now.